0: Like I was saying before, that audio broke. I'm very sorry, let's continue from here. All we see happen in the body of Christ is just a demonstration of the relationship that Christ's death has made available. Never you forget that in the garden, God does come to relate the fellowship with Adam. relationship is not just walking in the garden it's not just the pregnancy it's intercourse like we even see after the ascension of christ the bible said that he makes intercession with the saints though i believe that is an imagery of the of the relationship that exists between god and christ that is what that place is talking about he didn't die and he's making his own kingdom and god is doing his own they are still together they have intercourse they have a relationship now By the fall, the relationship got broken. Now, Christ's death by substitution restored that relationship. Then we see the sixth thing. I've mentioned five in um, The King of the Cross. We saw the victory that was wrought before the audio crossed uh, court. We we are looking at uh, the the seven things the substitutionary work is all about. We mentioned sacrifice, we mentioned substitution, we mentioned justification, we mentioned reconciliation. Now, number five, we mentioned restored or reinstated relationship. Number six, we mentioned victory. We shared Christ's victory over sin, death and loss. The death has no hold, no influence over us any longer. Number seven, which is core, is that we have a hope in Christ. We have a new hope. Now we have a hope of resurrection. They hope to reign with them forevermore. We have been brought into a lifetime and eternal hope by the resurrection of Christ. If Christ could resurrect, we shall resurrect with them. Not just resurrect with them, we shall reign with them. But let's continue this study. Like I said, we are going to start from the literary aspect of it. Looking at the substitutionary work of Christ, the king on the cross. I read from Matthew chapter 27. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Now at the feast of the governor was accustomed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. Another time they they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. Hallelujah. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, I have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things. Many things today in a dream because of him. Verse 20. Now the shepherd priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. That is humanity being destroyed. Barnabas represented the whole human race. Literally, we understand what this place is saying. About the time Jesus Christ was to be crucified, a criminal used to be released to them. But now they have that criminal and Jesus Christ. And this criminal is not just somebody that is not noted. The Bible called him a notorious criminal, which means that he's a a renowned, a popular, a well-known. He had had been traced to people. He was a great terrorist. Hmm. And they plagues this man side by side with Christ. Yet, because of the hatred they felt for Christ, I wonder what that hatred is all about. Maybe because of what Christ had had really said, that men love darkness. They preferred Barnabas. Well, literally they preferred Barnabas. But that was an indication of Christ's work for human sake. Barnabas is an indication and a representation of the human race, And Christ is the represent- representation of God's salvation to man. So man needs salvation. The spirit of humans needs salvation. Our body, our logic, our soul does not. But the spirit screamed. I feel the voices of those chief priests and every other at, uh, audience in that congregation that day. We are, we are a representation of the depressed souls of man who are longing, who are seeking, who are praying, who are interceding, who are inquiring, who are finding a way out of the depressions sin has brought on there. They cry, Let this man be the substitute. And the Bible said that their works prevailed. We are not done with our scriptures. So I just want to explain. So, like Jesus Christ he literally replaced Barnabas, made the prigs in her free, made a notorious man to begin a new life by standing in gap in place for that man. Literally, in the spirit really, that was what he did. He stood in verse. So that we can receive peace with God. So that we can be justified. So that our conscience can evolve towards God. So that we can begin to be desirous of God. Let me read through. Verse 22. Pilate said to them, what shall I do with jesus who is called the christ they said to him let him be crucified then the governor said why what evil has he done you can see it was even the people's prescription that he should be crucified But well, they cried out oh, the Lord, saying, let him be crucified when pilate saw that he could not prevail at all but rather that a turmoil was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person, you see it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barnabas to them. And when he had scored Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. That is our life. That is a demonstration. The drama that happened that freed us everything that happened from this verse fifteen through twenty six portrays what Christ did for the human race, not literally spiritually that was the physical pressure or reactions to the death that was the demonstration of the hatred, the people of this, is this art for you. But I don't believe that what happened that very day was prophetic. It shows what Christ is to do. An innocent. Who stood in not to be jailed. And that's what the devil did to us. That's what sin did to us. We died spiritually. But we didn't actually... He died as a imam. We see our life as a prisoner to death. We are going to see that very soon in Hebrews chapter 12. We walk up and down, where we are dead persons. We are under the same things of death. Romans chapter 1. The wrath of God is over us. We are burned like Christ was burned. We are in shame, but we are still living. We are conscious of ourselves, but our spirit is dead. But here is the Christ who came. Innocent. Pure. The blood that runs in his vein is the pure blood of God. Very prophetic verse. Verse 20, 25 says that the people cry, let his blood be on us. And really what frees us? The blood of Christ. If that blood never comes on us, we will never be freed from sin. A prophetic demonstration of that is seen in Exodus chapter 12 when God asked asked Moses to kill a a lamb without blemish and put it on the lintel. And the angel of death will not touch them. And the death will pass over them. And that was the last sacrifice that was done. Freedom came. There is nothing the blood cannot take you out of. And I don't know who may be coming across this audio. Maybe the problems you are you are facing now, somebody has told you that you just have to make some sacrifice and what you would need to do is to do rituals and then uh, get duck. Most of the time they mix of duck, birds, turtle doves, and they make it of end. Scarcely hen, but duck and hen, they are the usually the skip uh, goats. Why would you go and share the blood of goats when this man actually shared his blood? He took your place, man. He didn't tell them who should I release, and they said Jesus Christ. And they took Jesus Christ and still held on to Barnabas when he took Jesus Christ. He actually released that notorious criminal, and that notorious criminal is the human folks. You know, like I quoted was money when I started the one that broke that sin. Sorry, that holiness is the knowledge of sin. And really it is the knowledge of sin. And uh, you see, sometimes we've got to understand that sin is not actually what you did. It is a nature. It is a spiritual problem nobody can solve. The only thing that can take it away is the blood of the lamb. And God demonstrated this in the old dispensation. That by the blood, there is a remission of sin for a year. But that that, that remission will not take away the sin. Every year there is remembrance of sin. Now I want to to, to tackle the concept of sin before we begin to see substitution, because it seems to me that now that we may not actually appreciate what Christ has done, except we are able to see the problem actually, which is sin. Now, when we talk about sin, so we are not talking about what you've done wrong. You know, we heard people saying that repent, you that you are lying, you are liars. Uh, uh, you are a criminal, you are fornicating, repent. Stop. If somebody stops fornicating, stop lying, stop killing, stop, stop humanizing, stop uh, embezzling money, stop causing problems, and it's least the most, he has not received salvation. Salvation is not morals. Papa again told of a story of a man that used to be a member of the church. He said for years he pastored this man. For years he said he was the calmest man he had ever known about. Very gentle, very reserved. And that's not just how he is in the public. That is how he is at home too. Until one day when he was preaching, that man came to the pulpit. He was crying and asking for salvation. So it's not morals. It's not good character. It's not good behavior. You see, your character, your behavior is all the Bible describes to be self-righteousness, which equals like a few rag. Hallelujah forever. That reminds me sometimes ago, a sister time the Lord had a challenge and a delay in, in marriage. And everyone that comes after looking up with that for a while and the break, the relationship and move on with life. So she was inquisitive, very curious. Age is counting. So one of our friends that was actually, you know sometimes, when you see some Christians behave in the face of opposition, you will doubt whether they have really known the Lord. And really, our test, whether we've known the Lord, or whether we really appreciate what Christ has done, is revealed by our attitudes during art periods. Back to the story. So, our friend that they were Christians together told her, This problem can be solved, but we have to go to a church, they won't call it a mosque. You know, there are some st- there are st- denominations out there, not even white garment denominations. Even those denominations with mufti, those so called gospelers that practice many witchcrafts, tell you to go and bring water and sponge and bring coconuts and tell you to bathe at night and go and tell you to get. To get a uh, b- b- bitter leaf and bait them, d- 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 those anointings. I do, they call it prophetic uh, way of ministry. That is, oh my God, Son of the Living God, please have mercy. That is that is on un- un- is like Jesus never used a medium for anybody, neither the apostles. The only ground we have to actually ever at told, live at all is to use the anointing. And there's a greater dimension of the night that you wouldn't even need to use that. So the sister was told that she will be taken to church. She was taken to the church. Why she go to the church? Finally, the pastor told him she's going to pay forty thousand naira. That was years ago. Four thousand naira was a huge amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> After paying forty thousand naira, she is going to she is going to buy tutu-duffs and go to the river to bathe and these people call themselves the children of God now I'm aware that people have gone through all kinds of problems that actually make them to be curious to do whatever they are asked to do to get out of it now I t- in, in the previous episode I told you about a woman who said she had a problem and she went to meet somebody to pray for her and in the course of praying the best time makes her up sexually before we met and the reason why she went to that place the reason why she went, that problem that took her there was not solved. She lost a man, she lost a child. And that's because people have not known Jesus Christ to really be the way out. Now, let me tell you this I will tell you plainly. You see, the day you come to Christ may not be that same day your problem will be solved. In fact, it will be the, the, the day that seems that the problem became more serious. Like a child was brought to Jesus Christ. When the child was brought, she, she was only convulsing. And when Christ cast out the demons, the Bible said that she went quiet as though she, was, she had died. Death is more serious than convulsion. People thought she had died. And Christ moved on and raised her up. The picture is that when God is attending to your problem most times, that is when it seems it is more difficult or it's becoming more complex. But if you will be patient, that's the problem of Christians or young believers out there. They stay with Christ for a moment and the other moment they've compromised. Because they felt the problem that needed to be addressed had not been addressed. So she went. She couldn't go back because she could not even raise the money. The friend said that she would find a place to help her get the money and she, she, she had to pay it. She left. She went to another man. The other man told her that if I thought there's going to be a solution... Uh, she's going to do some things, she's going to pay some money and buy um, a jingle bell. And she wanted to go and buy the demand, said no, she has to bring the money. So the man bought the money and did some ritual, tell her to bet in the video of the night. These are pastors of churches. Not Afazo. Not Babalawo. They have no know what class at all. <laughs> Pharaoh, God gave us the option. Let's take it as a typology. Barnabas as a type of humanity. Christ as a type of savior. And Pharaoh as a type of God, giving the human race the option. And the spirit of man are the voices of the of the chief, uh, of the chief priests and then the Pharisees, the Sadducees and all the haters of Christ. Crying for freedom. Like Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 that the whole world groaned, we groaned that Christ became. And the Bible said that he was cursed. He didn't just die, he was beaten. Before the beating in verse 27 in chapter 27 verse 2 the Bible told us he was burned. He was passed upon. He was immolated. Just that you can be free. You know that he was, he's going to do those things he had already done them for you. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, oh yalaba. so let's begin to unravel it. Let me start with Romans chapter 6. That is a literary indication of Christ's substitution. Now, let's see what happened behind the scene or how Paul us to understand it by analogy we are going to read from romans chapter 6. holy spirit please give us light anoint us verse 1 we are going to read through 5 maybe through 6. what shall we say Them? shall we continue in sin that grace may abound certainly not how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it or do you not know that as many as of us were baptized into Christ, Jesus Christ? We were baptized into his blood. So a brother asked him, When are we baptized into Christ? We were baptized into Christ the day you were baptized in water, literally. But by indication, you're baptized into Christ. Here talks about our incoming into Christ, uh, which is the day you acknowledge that he is God's substitute for you. So, yeah, Paul supposes that as many of us were baptized into Christ, we are baptized into his death. That is, when he died that day, he did not die for himself. You were in him just as you were in your great grandfather 600 years ago. Hmm. I like the way Watchmani explains it in um, The Saving of the Soul. He said the fact of our identification with Christ is expressed. In the biological reality of it. By the biological reality of it, my children and great grandchildren and if I died tomorrow, they died. The reason why I'm here today was because my great-grandfather, some 1,000 years ago, did not die. And that the next generations, as Christ, Harris, is going to flow out of me and through other and through my other brethren, is determined by the fact that they live. So, when Christ hung on the cross, like Levi was in the loan of Abraham when he paid tithe to message I was in Christ. So, what Christ accomplished that day, he didn't accomplish it to himself, he accomplished it on my behalf. Let's read on. Knowing this, now let we are in verse okay. Verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the of life. For if we are being united together, in the likeness, that's what I'm talking about, the substitution, we are united. We identified with him. So substitution is identification in Christ. That Christ took our place actually. That those things that happened to him when he was born, when he was spat upon, when they screamed at him, when they scourged him, actually happened for my sake. Why? We are going to see very soon. Even so which you walk in the days of life. He dies so that I can have a new life. He dies so that the problems that elder man born can be taken off forevermore. This 5. For we have been united together in the likeness of this death. Our identity with him certainly also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. knowing this that our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin for he who has died to sin has been freed from sin Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has has dominion over him. So, all that Christ accomplishes, freedom from sin, becomes our own freedom from sin. Hallelujah. Let's see how it is expressed in... You are going to a long place. What to do? A lot to do. A lot to do. A lot to do. Okay, let's see Hebrews chapter 2. Let's start there. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will not explain it, although I'd like, by the grace of God, to explain what the scripture states, but will not explain it. Let me read from verse 9. But we see Jesus Christ was made a little lower than the angels. We are looking for substitutions. Where Jesus took our place. For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. That is substitution. He died not for himself, he tasted death for everyone. <coughs> Must he taste death for everyone? Verse 10 says, For it is fitting, for it is becometh of him. Old King James version renders. For whom are all things, and by whom are all things. For whom? So that everything can be Christ-centered. In bringing many sons to glory, to make the captains of their salvation perfect through suffering. In other words, he wants to bring us to glory. He wants to bring us to salvation. He wants to bring us to God. Verse 11. For both he will sanctify that those who have been sanctified are all of one. Of which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Now he became one with us at a substitution. He stole the ground for us. Now let's see how he did it, why he did that. Verse 14 says, Inasmuch then as the children have Partake, I have been partaker of flesh and blood. He himself likewise shed in the same that through death he might destroy him who are the power of death. That is the devil and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give heirs to angels and he gave heirs to the children of Abraham. That is substitution. God's help for us was plagues in Christ. And the wisdom is that anybody that accepts Christ, anybody that come into him assess these things that are pleasing christ let me show you that again first john chapter two christ took my place hallelujah and that is my joy verse one two three my little children this thing i write to you so that you may not sin If anyone since I don't know whether you begin to follow the pattern of things, why did Christ have to substitute for man? Not for food, not for fun, not for employment, not for better connection, not for the contracts to be won, not even for you to be healed. These are the side attractions. We keep iterating. The problem of humanity is sin. And when Christ takes away sin, man can assess God. God is the only God. He can't be your sin. So, to bring man back to God, we have God to take away the problem of sin. And nothing can take away that problem except Christ. So, when the major problem, sin is taken away, the problem of man is solved. Poverty is solved. Depression is solved. Loneliness is solved. Intimidation is solved. And any other problems you could mention. And that's why we have to explain this clearly as we minister the gospel to people. That... When we present Christ to you, we are not just coming to tell you to come and confess him and become a religious thing. No. You are confessing him so that you can't have that problem on the inside of you, which is in, which is a spiritual problem, which no man can solve by himself, taking off. So he said, I wrote to you that you may not sin. In other words, the knowledge of Christ brings an end to the knowledge of sin. When a man comes into Christ, sin stops. I write to you, I'm presenting Christ to you, preach Christ to people We talk about Christ because sin cannot stand the presence of Christ because just as darkness cannot stand the presence of light. Now you wonder why iniquity, why disorderliness, why rebellion, why corruption, why defilement and things that does not portray the life of Christ rampant in the church of Christ. Dube, bribery and corruption, embezzlement. It is, and has become the order of today's denomination because we have shifted emphasis. There is nowhere Christ to be mentioned, Christ will be taught, Christ will be shown and sin will prevail. There will be outbursts of emotion like self, and even as a matter of fact, as we begin to see Christ, the Bible says we are changing into the same image. What changes a man is not doctrinal teachings per se. It's doctrinal teachings or teachings that are centered on Christ. I don't teach you, I, I wouldn't just teach you um, on, um, on, 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 on honesty or teach you honor or teach you obedience or teach you faithfulness or teach you commitment or teach you audacity without yoking it to Christ. Because Christ is the fullness of all. For if anyone since we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ is the righteous. He Himself is the propitiation, a replacement, for our sins and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the world. Let's see uh, Colossians chapter one hundred three. I've told you I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures. Even if I don't say anything anymore. Let's see scriptures and enjoy it. And you, verse 21, 2, 23, and you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works? Can you see that? That's what why we cannot connect with God. That's what Christ has come to do. We are God's enemy. Not by what we did. Okay, I was trying, even trying to explain sin before I left it. And this, is taking us back to tra- on track Sin made us enemy And what does it do It rode on our way It walks on our mind We can't control our thoughts It corrupts our thoughts He said we are enemies by Dead works By wicked works Yet now he has reconciled in, uh, Yet now he has reconciled In the body of his flesh Through death So he took his own body His own body his own body use his own body his own blood his own life for us now let me read again and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked wars yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you only and blameless and above reproach in the light hallelujah glory to god they want to present me Only are blameless and above reproach in his sight. If you indeed continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and ye are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I preach. I Paul became a minister. Now he says that here we something is clear from here that Christ did all this thing to bring us into the right perspective of God. One. And to make it to make us to be able to assess God, let's see how Apostle Peter put it in First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. I do not plan those scriptures, but the Holy Ghost is bringing them up. And you know, we pray that he demand those scriptures, so he's doing that right away. So let's appreciate that as we do that, he gives us more. 24, I read from 22. Talking about how Christ reacted when those guys were shouting at him that he should be crucified. And when they accused them forcefully. Now, verse 23, chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23. Who, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Who himself but as sins in his own body. Substitution. In his own body. Like we read in Colossians 1 now. In his own body, use his body. To destroy the enmity, to destroy the problem of sin in his own body, hmm. in his own body, on the three that is on the cross, that we haven't been dead to sins may live for righteousness. Now that we come dead to sin? We become dead to sin the day we collect Christ. We came into the presence of Christ into the presence of Christ, into the person of Christ. Never forget what we read in, Ephes- in, in, in Romans chapter 6, that we were baptized with him, in, 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 we were baptized with him unto death. So when that experience happened, when we confessed Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we are actually baptized in water, maybe. but when we come into Christ, somebody asked those "Baptism? if you are not baptized, will you get to heaven? Yes, of course you would, but let's leave that in his own body. That we we've been we, we we haven't been dead to sin, might live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. Let's take another another portion of scriptures in Romans chapter three. I like that scripture so much. I told you we will not say nothing much You've seen substitution. That Christ took my place is an eternal truth. And how does this affect my life? That those sicknesses, those pains, sin, fear. Like read in um, Hebrews chapter chapter 2. That he has taken with the fear of death. The fear of uncertainty. Of, of uncertainty. Romans chapter 3. 19. Now, for us to see what Christ has done, let me read from chapter 1, verse 18 first. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, that is what everybody did. We suppress God's nature, we suppress God's truth, and that is what sin does. It suppresses God and eliminates him out of our conscience. You know, sin is rebellion towards God. And that rebellion is not in act; it's in nature. Now, why is it rebellion? It's rebellion because we deviates. From what God had outlined or ordained or prepared should be. You know, God is a king. And every kingdom rules by his decree. So by the decree of God and by the function of the making of man, God has destined or ordained that man should live by him and live to him and live for him. Live by him, live to him, live for him. Then when Adam ate the tree, the link was broken. And when the link was broken, man became corrupted. Man stopped doing all of this, not willfully, because his nature was corrupted. And that became a rebellion. Unconsciously or consciously, it is rebellion. So it's not what you did. So what brings you back? What turns you back into the frequency of God? is the atonement of Christ. So here we saw that rot was coming because of the nature of sin in man. And that is what necessitates the substitution of Christ, which we are going to see now in Romans chapter 3. We are going to read from 19. i mean going explain scriptures. And we can run through it. We are not even touching the scriptures at all. Now, 19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. No flesh will be justified. By the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. Moralists cannot be justified. Those who are religious in one kind of religion, I don't know what kind of religion you are doing. There are more than 50 religions in the world. I will tell you, none of them is the way to God except Christ. Because none of them make provision for atonement. And even our forefathers, before the coming of these religions we brag about, they believed that for them to contact the the, the, the almighty deity, they need the blood to connect. Blood is a means where by men connect the invincible. And no religion leaders has actually provided that accept Christ. It's every other religion. No a woman, a very prominent woman did a, a, a a Facebook post and in that book in that Facebook post, he said yes, she, she has been receiving mirrors and people have been appreciating her for what she had been doing, and they were curious to know what her religion is all about. And then she wants to tell them the uh, stand about religion that she will not tell them about religion. She came from uh, southwest Nigeria uh, southeast Nigeria and she was raised in, in, in a Christian home. While she begins to grow, she found out new ways. She found out that Christ is not the only way to God, but she wouldn't want to mention anybody that that everyone should focus what she has found to be the way that is a lie of the devil, that woman is a compromise. She has compromised. She has not known Christ. She may be good in, she may be rich in good works. She wish, oh my father. The Bible says, whoever does not believe him is condemned already. But when we start mentioning this that we are judged, it's not judge His verdicts. It's the father that said it and we can be bragged to say what the father is saying. After all, that's one of the privileges of knowing him. So that we can know his mind and and, and let the people of the world knows, know rather. Okay, now let's see. So, morals does not make anybody justify. You are good, you are calm, you are gentle, you are nice. It's not the criteria. Neither is your bad nature, your, your rude nature. You are, you are a humanizer, you are a smoker, you are a drinker. It's not what is the problem. The problem is your nature. And you can't remove that nature The the problem itself. Sin is the opposite. And that is the with in Christ. And that's why we saw the king on the cross who substituted for you. How can a king be on the cross? He was to be on the cross because of a criminal somewhere. So that criminal can be a king. Hallelujah. Now, let's see. Verse 20, 19. 19 let me say then, that. Every month may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, 20 now, therefore, by this deeds of the Lord, no flesh shall be justified in the sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Verse 21, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Can you see that? Nobody can be justified with God, we read in verse 19, 19 and 20. But 19 and told us that there is a means, there is a medium, there is a provision, there is an arrangement by which man can be right with God. So why did Christ took our place so that we can be right with God? Righteousness is not just the nature of God; it is what God had made available. It's God upgrading us to His nature? Is God instilling, installing, putting back that nature in us that was corrupted? So we saw here clearly that now the righteousness of God, being righteous God, the nature of God, the being of God can be poured out, can be attained. And even the law that has filled the man, has witnessed, even the prophet has witnessed this. And what is it? 22. Even the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all. Can you see that? Can you hear that? This righteousness came through one, through Christ who believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being freely justified, being justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith, to demonstrate the righteousness because in his forbearance, God has overlooked in his forbearance. In his ability to stay on that cross, in his willingness to die on that cross, God had looked over on the sin that are that were previously committed to demonstrate at the at, at the present time His righteousness, that we might be just and justifier of the one who as who has faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that reminds me of that woman. One of the claims the woman makes to convince his listeners, the woman, I told him made uh, a Facebook post, was that, when you say Christ is the way, and Christ is just, just 2,000 years ago, what happens to those who died long before Christ came? How did Christ save them? Who saved them? Was it Christ that saved them? That woman, did not know the scriptures before she was like that. If she had known, she would have known that, in the Bible here, we learn that the death of Christ... Free those and passes judgment, justice, rather, judgment and justice used to be used interchangeably. Give justice to those sins that were previously committed before he came. And besides, in first Peter, we learned that he descended and preached to those who were in prisons, those who lived long before him. Maybe plateau. An artist who to, to eventually met Christ in prison and they surrendered to him and they are in heaven. We can't say. That's one of the sides of God we may not know until we cross the God. You know, I badly wanted to know if my dad is in heaven. I know he's in heaven. But I really want, I badly want to enter that heaven with him and stay charged with him. But God will not show me. until maybe I cross to the other side. Thank God for the substitute Christ gave to us. Romans chapter 8. It's not part of the scriptures but the Holy Ghost is propping it up. We are going to 1 to two. Let's see what Christ has done for us. Substitution. It took our place. It took our place. So that by the grace of God, we can be free from anything that is depression. I, my conscience is free. I can be free of you. There is no time I would have explained the scriptures when we read. It is so rich. Maybe some other time. There's a redemption. Now there's another thing in that scripture talks about redemption. The purchasing power. Christ had the purchasing So when he was standing for us, what he did then was not just something meaningless. It was a price. It was a purchasing power by which he restored us. There was a purchasing power by which he restored us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the purchase Now let's read that Romans chapter 8 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Now there's something I want to draw your attention to the flesh and the spirit. And later as we read on, we won't get there. It talks about carnally minded. And those who are in the flesh are those who are not born again. But yet Apostle Paul said that one can be in Christ, but yet, although is in Christ, is still walking according to the flesh. Christ had come into his spirit, but the the the, the 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 recreated human spirit is not allowed to demonstrate the nature he had received in God. There's no time to to to, to, to see that. We will see that some other times. But let's just read the basis. The the, 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 the thing that the Lord Ghost wants us to see here. Would not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit now, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life, hmm. He law of the spirit of life. The life in Christ. The principle of life in Christ. That's what that means. There's a principle of life in Christ. There is something about the life Christ carries. It does not condole sin. That is why when he sacrificed himself, sin had to be taken out of the because there is a law. That law is a law of life. And in that life there is no corruption. When that life is instilled back into man, Sin cannot stand. That was the very reason why after eating of that forbidden fruit, God said, let they touch the tree of life again. And they live forever. Let them go out. Because when you come in contact with that law, with that tree of life, sin is pushed off. The law of life in Jesus Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, what religion could not do, what devotion could not do, what the church could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his son... In the likeness of sinful flesh, on account of sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, those the Spirit, the of the flesh. but those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Now you saw what God did. That is the wisdom of God. He wants to free us. Oh, Rabbi, yeke, brodo, shete, gede, gede. He wants to free us. And by the life in Christ, we are freed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's see Romans chapter 4 1 to 2. What happened to us when we came, when we come to acknowledge what Christ has done? When we accept the substitute of Christ? What then shall we say? No, 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 no. Let's read chapter 5 because of of, of, of of time. The chapter 4 talks about the father what cannot justify. Let's read chapter 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, have you been justified by faith? That is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ brings about freedom. You have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The same thing Paul mentions here is what he mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That it is in the grace of God we stand, it's by the grace of God we are saved. So here we have peace with God by the substitutional work, by the substitutionary work of Christ. The king was sacrificed so that we can be freed. And really we are freed. If not for time, we are going to love to see Isaiah. But there is no time. Let me show us a few scriptures more. Let's see Colossians chapter 3. We are looking at substitution work. We will not explain too well, but let's see. Colossians chapter, two, chapter, chapter chapter, 1 One of my favorite scriptures is Colossians Let's read from verse 12 to 15 Give it thanks to the Father who has qualified also the partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life You know, any time the apostle come to reflect on what Christ has done, they are always filled with gratitude And that's why you see that oftentimes most of the Epistles started with something like Blessed with God, thank be God, we give thanks to God and all of that. Each time we see Christ, what Christ has done, know, I tell you, there is a deeper dimension of level that we may never enter into until the, by the grace of God we are able to see what Christ has done. I tell you, if today you are able to see some of the things Christ has done, you stop asking God because you woke and slept. You will know that you must wake and sleep now. Even the people who don't believe God, wake and sleep. But you begin to see that one of the reasons why, the more reason why you will sleep and not be arising in your dream, those ones can sleep and wake, although before they wake, they might have been contaminated. The devil might have put something that will kill them in the day. But the difference between you and them is that you slept, you woke, no that you woke, no devil can dare contaminate you. And anytime we come to reflect on this great work Christ did, we say, Father, thank you. Thank you for atonement. Thank you for redemption. Thank you because of the purchasing power that is in Christ Jesus. So Apostle Paul wrote giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. These are our inheritance. He has delivered us from the power of the darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son, into the kingdom of the son of his Lord, in whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of the creation for by Him." All things we are created that are in heaven, that on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or principalities or power, all things we are created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might take preeminence. For it pleased the Father in him that in him should dwell the fullness. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth of things in heaven having made peace through his blood on the cross and you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by works yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through his death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in the light that is substitution work Christ did all this so that what this scripture has said come fulfilled. Hallelujah. Let's see two more scriptures, then we'll pray. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says that He he has redeemed us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. So we won't see it. Let's see the last scripture because we are going to read Hebrews chapter 9. And I'm, I'm approaching that scripture with some reverence. With only quiet. Because each time I come to these scriptures, I am dazed. I can't just fathom the depth of God's love. Hallelujah to God. Hebrews chapter now. We are going to be reading long verses. Then after which we are going to pray. Let's start from nine. From verse one tonight talks about the priesthood uh, of Jesus Christ. First, it presents to us the religious pattern or the, the the pattern of divine service in the old dispensation. How the tabernacle was worshipped was splitted into the outer court, the porch, the, holy, uh, the 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 holy place, the veil, and the holiest of holies, and what is in each of these segments and what they indicate. Time will permit to explore that. There's another teaching on his own. But we want to start from verse 9. To begin to unravel what Christ has done. How Christ took our place. Now verse 9. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 9. Hebrews sh- chapter 9 verse 9. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who perform the service perfect in regards to the conscience. Concerned only with food and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed on the time of reformation. Christ came to bring reformation, changes the pattern of things by his death. And everything that was done in the Old Testament, the Bible says it was a symbolism of what Christ has done. The Israelites in the wilderness and their devotion to God is, a, is an indication of humanity who are trying and striving to find access into God. And there is a faith a tabernacle that will not make them except for a few people who are called to see God as intermediary. Christ came and dashed that kind of system of religion and gave us access to the Father. That was the more reason why the veil of the temple tore the day that. now, Verse 11, but Christ came as a high priest. Now this is what Christ is, the substitutionary work. Now, Christ came as an high priest. We are rounding off. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. But Christ came as an high priest. I'm reading verse 11 now. Of the good things to come with great and more perfect tabernacle, not made with the ends, That is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and of calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. He entered that holy place for you. So that you can find access there. You know, he didn't just enter and close the door on us and ask us to expect him. He entered and brought us to the Father. He entered and brought us in there. He gave us access to what Moses cannot touch, what Aaron cannot touch, what Elijah cannot touch, what Daniel cannot touch, what Ezekiel cannot touch, what all the prophets and the priests and the scribes and the philosophers cannot touch. That is substitution. You know sometimes you've been in, in meetings where maybe your boss submitted a proposals and, and everybody's not pleased with it and you want somebody to, to to take the front, to speak for you and everybody keeps looking at each other. But when somebody is emboldened to stand up and confront the proposals and, and criticize it and mention why it cannot work and fight for the right of others, you see others raising their voice. That was what Christ did for us. We can cast out the devil, we can speak about the devil because Christ had given us the truth of him. If he had not, if we try it in the day, it kills us in the night. Hallelujah. Bless God for redemption. Bless God for redemption. Salvation. Oh, glory be to God. Another scripture is coming through my heart. But there's no time. Let me read through this scripture. For if the blood of goats and. if the, For if the blood of bulls and gold and arches. Of the eye, first sprinkle the unclean, sanctify, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. Knowing much more, sorry, how much much at the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to go, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by the means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. That was why Christ died for eternal, for eternal inheritance. There is no time. For where there is a testament, there must also, the necessity of the death of the testator. This this, why Christ died, he has to die to enforce the sin. So he didn't just die and the whole thing went the way it went. It, the death actually enforced what he had done. Just like when a person dies and leaves an inheritance and you want to claim the inheritance, you need his death certificate to lay claim to lay claim on it. Christ had to die because by his death, when we present his death, the Bible says that as you eat of my body and as you drink of my body, you proclaim my death. In other words, you present the certificate, the evidence that I died. And if really he died, all the things he sought to accomplish by his death become a house. Hallelujah! Glory be to God forever. Mom. That is our victory. That is our victory. Verse 17, for a testament is enforced after men are dead. Since it has no power at all, why the testicle is? Therefore not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses has spoken every precept to all the people according to the Lord, he took the blood of cars and gold with water, scarlet wools and ipso, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the Ministry and according to the law, almost all things are purified with the blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission. Verse three. I want to read through. Let's understand scripture. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of the things in heaven should be purified with these things, with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these, for Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands which are copies of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for all. Substitution. For us. It took our place. Not that he should suffer, he should offer himself often as the high priest offers most, enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have to, to suffer since the foundation of the world but now once at the end of the age he has he has appeared to put a worse by the sacrifice of, of himself he has appeared to put a worse by the sacrifice of himself now the last scriptures we shall see okay let's see two more I will round off with the last one. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Grace to you and peace from God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of God our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. We round it off here. Why had he given himself for us? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9 tells us, If after all this Christ." are done, you never come into the experience of First Peter 1 verse 9, you will regret you came to the world. God did this as an expression of his love. I like the way Dublin Kenyon put it. W Kenyon says that love is the mother of faith and really it's the mother of faith. God so loved us and the only means by which he can get across us is to make us believe. You know, he would have make up, oh, there is no time. Father, we thank you for this time. Now let's read that 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That is it. Salvation. That is where all this brought us to. Substitution brought us to the place where we are saved forever. Can we begin to worship the name of the Lord? We worship your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are grateful, Lord Jesus. Thank you because of atonement by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, glory be to your name forever. Thank you for the King who was angry the tree so that we can be free. In Jesus' name, amen.